0: What is up, everybody? It's Andrew Undum, real estate agent here in Baltimore with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I have got a list of guests coming that are going to really knock your socks off. If you're into real estate, sales, negotiation, marketing, leadership, wealth building, you're going to want to subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to take you on the journey with me here with the Andrew Undum podcast.
1: I'm actually really excited for this podcast. Yeah. Um, we got Andrew Undum. He's uh he's just a boss, man. He's a boss. He's got a he's got a cool team, he's got a great vibe, good energy. Um, he's done a billion plus in sales, which I don't think that's as important as the fact that he's got a lot of experience. And I think what you know, when, when we say these numbers, we're not saying these to impress you guys. We say this because you should actually fucking tune in and listen. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that what's really cool about Andrew is that he's real and he grew his business in 2022 from 2021 he did just under what can I can I say the number are you cool with that
0: yes rip it
1: dude I mean I'm, I I want to throw you some props because I think that's a huge number he did just under 200 million bucks 540 mm-hmm. units um so you guys this isn't somebody to like oh he's you know doesn't know what he's doing like you know they're talking a bunch of shit and whatnot like you should pay attention and uh you should listen because he's one of the few team leaders that Cody and I have actually spoken to that has grown his business in the, well, it's really not a market contraction. It's just a you contraction, but um, he's one of the few people that grew his business. So Andrew, um, super, super excited to jam with you. Drop some knowledge, bro. Hey,
0: well, I'm excited to be here. Anytime uh, you look, a friend of Sharon's, a friend of mine. So that's our mutual (laughs) connection. Sharon Srivata, now president of Real. So what up, Sharon? And you know, I'm kind of surprised, around? guys. Charon. Yeah, what's up, Sharon? My man. Yeah. Now, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned, guys, out of the gates. A little concerned that you said you made it seem like most of your guests aren't dropping knowledge or they're that they're people they shouldn't oh. be listening to. You're oh, like, no, hey, no, we no, actually no, want no. you to listen to this, guys. Is this a problem? Should we cut it off or do you want me to stick around?
1: You know, I no, I'm just kidding. I'm I, I, I'm feeling 50. Let, let's see how it goes for the first seven minutes and then we'll we'll come back to that question.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Now let's jam bro. We, 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 got some great guests on, but we've talked, we we talked to a lot of people and most people are not growing and most people are contracting. And and unfortunately it sucks, but a lot of, um, a lot of people are actually cutting sales teams, cutting admin, cutting people that have been on their teams in their lives for five, six, seven years. And they have to let them go because their business went from, you know, 150 units down to 50 and they can't, they can't keep the nut.
0: Yeah, you know, when, when the market's really good, like it was in 2021, in 2020 was pretty good too because COVID did that unexpected thing where the market boomed. When the market share increases and the units go up and everything goes up, people get mistaken in the fact that they think, wow, I'm really growing my business, but the market just grew. So if the market's up 20% and you're up 20%, you're you're the same. And the question is, can you outperform? Can you outperform the market? Um, so yeah, I, I can see how, you know, we were really proud that we were one of the few teams at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services that we increased units and volume over 21. And I think, you know, it's just focusing on what you have to do every day. That's the only thing you can control. Working in the present, instead of trying to just think about things in the past and all the things you could be doing, or you're rectifying things, or are you creating things and dreaming of new things. You have to stay in the present because today's Friday, right? What do you have to do today? And you better know that you have to have a daily revenue commitment. And so does everyone on your team. And that's agents, staff, whoever. And if you can just stay in your day and execute today, that's all you really have. And I feel like agents sometimes lose that. And that's kind of been my message to our team, you know, throughout the years is you got to know what what you're going after and what a good day looks like. And so that's helped us a lot.
1: What, I mean, I love it. The daily revenue commitment, the DRC, what, does that mean? Like, what does that, like break that down for a, uh, a team leader and what break that down maybe for an agent, if you don't mind. Like,
0: Well, it's, a, it's just a simple concept that says, what are you, you have to commit to something because you're either interested or you're committed. A lot of listeners and agents are interested in making a lot of money and interested in starting a team and interested in doing a podcast and interested in doing all this fun stuff. And that's great, but you have to commit to something before it becomes reality. Because there's a big difference between being interested and committed. Like Cody was interested in losing weight, but then he got committed because you don't lose it unless you're committed, just like anything else in life. Technology. So yeah, I mean, and it can, it goes with anything like you guys are, you're probably at one point you were interested in starting a podcast. Boom. Now you're committed. You got the nice mics. You obviously have the good flow. You, got, you guys work great together because you got committed on it. So as an agent and look, it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody. I like how you touch his upper inner thigh there. Now, it does, did, did you notice that, Andrew, yeah. that that
1: was for you. I just wanted to see if you got, a. you guys, if you're not watching this on YouTube, he got a little smirk there, which, uh, you know, I just want you guys to know he got a little excited.
0: I'll give you 10 minutes to stop that. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it was an upper inner thigh touch. That was <laughs> That was upper inner thigh. So that's a whole different thing. Um, But look, it's an agent. You have to do something you will commit to. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like I'm going to do 20 videos today or I'm going to do some kind of big number that could get you too far out of your comfort zone where it's easy to quit. Could it be as simple as I'm going to do my time block and and follow up with all my leads that came in over the last week today. That could be a I'm not going to I'm going to set two appointments today. I'm going to follow up with all my pending deals, make five past client calls and do whatever. So you get the picture, but the key is you have to write it down and you have to commit to it and daily you do that every day every day. And for a team leader, there's different you know, responsibilities um, outside of just transacting real estate and following up with people because you you're here to serve, hopefully, if you're doing it for the right reasons. My job is to serve all the other agents and make other people successful. Common misconception is people think, oh, hey, look, I'm a big team leader. I have 27 agents that work for me, which is totally wrong, which is I work for 27 people. <laughs> so Beautiful. That, You know, and that's every time someone, the same thing with a staff member. Oh, we're bringing on a new marketing person. I work for them. I need to make sure they know what it looks like to to be effective every day and what I expect. You have to inspect what you expect kind of thing. So that's just a a mindset of, if you're going to try to lead people or lead your clients or lead yourself to a business you're proud of, you got to know what you're doing every day. And I think if you're honestly, if you're listening to this, stop and ask yourself, what decision do you need to make? <clears throat> what decision do you need to make to commit to? Because you know the things. We could, we could say all these great things. You got to follow up. You got to do social media. You got to prospect. You got to work on your scripts and dialogues and be compelling in front of a buyer, in front of a seller, and you have to network. You know that. Just commit to a couple things and make the decision. That's what I ask myself every day, guys. I say and I did it today. I said, what am I tolerating that I shouldn't be tolerating? And that could be with myself, my own behavior, some, anything. Because in life, you don't get what you deserve. You don't get what you negotiate. You don't get in, you get what you tolerate and things change when you stop tolerating it. Going back to Cody lost 30 pounds. He's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm done. And then that's the only time decisions get made. If you, you know, if you don't hate it, you're going to keep tolerating it. So what decision do you need to make and what are you tolerating? So anyway, that really wasn't what you, what you asked, but I just kind of But you drop some fire,
2: you drop some fire. And I think that like, as a real estate team lead, like me and Vic have the opportunity to chat with so many real estate team leads. And like he had mentioned, there's so many team leads that echo that same sentiment around, like, it's like, I, like, we literally just talked to Randy Baru, um, 30 minutes before uh, hopping on podcast with you. And he was telling us about like, I'm just in massive certitude towards my agents. Like, I just want to get them ahead. I want to focus on how I can really serve them at a high level. Now, what are some things, like some tactical things that you're working on currently with your agents in order to cr- increase your production? Because like the conversations I'm having with a lot of real estate team leads is like, there's a clearly a lack of tracking. They, they, they're not tracking the metrics that they need to track in order to, reach the goals, but there was clearly things that you did in 2022 to increase the transactions. Like what were some of the, the key fundamentals that you have in place in your sales team in order to drive that amount of, um, of production?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, we run, so we had a team meeting every Tuesday at 930, I really believe to have the team and the culture and look, everyone has to have a mission, vision, and values. I used to think that was so corny, like, oh, is that just something KW makes you say? No, it's, it's actually, <laughs> if you want to lead people and have a real organization, people want to know what you're about, like your mission, where you see yourself going and, and how you're going to get there through through what core values, because no one's going to follow someone they don't think they can learn from and they're not going to follow you unless they believe in where you're going. Oh, I want to go there too. All right, let's roll. So that that's one key thing that I think a lot of people I skipped it for years. I didn't develop mine until 2020. And I we were in a team for, you know, we were doing hundred, like, you know, over hundred million since 2016. So that's a piece. But we we run our kind of how we operate the sales team as we do the four disciplines of execution framework, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Every just you have to have a goal track leading indicators, which are the behaviors that lead to the deals, not just the deals themselves, a cadence of accountability, Tuesday meeting every 930. Um, and then of course, the um, compelling scoreboard. So what's, what's great about having an operating system like that, that people buy into is every Tuesday, it looks like an NFL draft room up in our office. We have a big team bay and all the screens are up. And we track everything. So we go around the room. There's 27 agents. So I'd say, Cody, all right, boom. And you just know when I point to you, it's here's how many active listings I have. Units pending, pending volume, year-to-date close, year-to-date close volume. Then your leading indicators, which we agree on as a group. How many appointments did you set last week? How many time blocks did you do? How many, you know, and there's a whole bunch of them, right? So, but they, those can change, but that, that's really helped us. Because again, most people, oh, that's interesting. We should do it. They try it, but you got to stick to it because as the leader, they won't do it unless you're holding them accountable to it. But I like people who don't need to be held accountable. Just be accountable. And that's one easy way to do it because the agents do not want to show up to that meeting and keep saying zero. I, oh yeah, I didn't do what I said I'm going to do again. It just doesn't exist. They'll quit. It's so uncomfortable for a low producer to be in that room that they'll naturally weed itself out. Like Nick Saban always says, mediocre people don't like the achievers. Driving too hard, being Rudy all the time out there. And then high achievers don't like mediocre people, but you have to create an environment that kind of separates it automatically without me having to have awkward conversations all the time, pulling you aside. Hey, Nick, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. What's going on? Now you, you have to do that too a little bit, but there should be something just organically creating a virtuous cycle. That's been big for us. Did sales
2: come naturally to you or was this something that you acquired through learning from people in the industry? Like how did you come up with these concepts and these ideas that allow you to drive the production you do today? Like maybe walk us back a little bit, like to where when the team was smaller to where the team is now doing 540 transactions that like, there's clearly some things you've learned along the way. And I would really like to unpack like for a team lead that's saying, okay, I got four agents with me. I have one high producing agent. This is like, this is a standard, like small team. I have one high producing agent. The other agents are part-time. I hear hear, it consistently or they suck or they don't answer their phone. Like what are some things that you did early on in your real estate team and some like key indicators that allowed you to scale up the team to 27 and 540 transactions.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said before, people, you're not going to get quality people on your team unless you're helping them grow. Right. And they're not going to follow you unless they can learn from you. So you better be really freaking good at your job. And look, our job's simple. We're transacting real estate. You're helping buyers, you're helping sellers. Now there's a ton of nuance to it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's simple, not easy, but it is simple. So I was very um, lucky, which which I heard someone say this. Hey, luck is a loser's excuse for a winner's commitment. But anyway, I was kind of lucky. Um, I got so much sales training really early on in my career, and right out of college, I ended up working at a new home. I worked for a builder, 22 years I- old, and they give you. At, and this was the company's called NVR. It's Ryan Holmes. I think they're the fourth biggest builder in the country. Behemoth's on the East Coast. But they're so intense, maniacal about their training that they, before they even let you get into the model or anything, they send you down to Virginia. It's like the CIA. They're doing all the different personality tests, makes the disc look stupid, <laughs> like everything. And then they lock you in these rooms. I'm talking three weeks at a time. And you're gonna learn everything wow. about how to build a house, how to read the lot, all the lot lines. I'm talking protractors, all kinds of shit. Everything right. how to build the house, the critical path of construction. first thing is the lot. stake out, excavate, dig, pour foundation, foot it's a step, step, and you better know it. And then they do all the sales stuff. Hey, when someone comes into the model home, what do you say? When do you say it? How do you say it? If they say this, you say that role play, role play, role play. It was like intense. So I got all that good stuff. What a great thing um, to have in my arsenal as I you know later embarked on a career in general brokerage. So, But essentially what they made you was a really badass open house guy, which is valuable, especially if you want to teach other people because it's free. You don't have to give Zillow all your money. If you can sit in an open house, turn it into your store and you know you're a, uh, you know, a badass. Now, on my days off, this is where the magic happened. So you have to work every day, every weekend. You have two days off a week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, one of my best friends who's five years older than me was working at a premier consulting firm in Baltimore. And he was like, you need to come work with us because they're killing it. They're doing crazy consulting, a lot of sales stuff, big RFP analysis. Hey, how do we sell 10,000 of these machines to the Pentagon? That's sales, but a different kind of sales. I learned all about this B2C intense sales from the builder world. But then every Tuesday and Wednesday, I went over there and I was working with them for free. I was like, I'm like getting like my MBA here and just sales in general. And I did that for three (laughs) years. I did that for three years And the the cool part was every day I got to practice it sitting in that model home. Someone comes in. Let's try this today. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna do a little of this. And I don't won't bore you with all the different the, the sales stuff, but there is a process on how to sell anything. Take all the real estate terminology out of it. There's the process. And I've tweaked it and I've developed it because in the wild, in the real world where I'm from, as an outdoor cat who goes out and kills shit, it's not in a vacuum. It's not, here's my buyer presentation here's my listing presentation. Did you guys do your listing presentation? That's not what happens in the real world. You know what happens in the real world is you have a process that you you know so fully that you can change it and manipulate it for the real world. Because how you talk to a buyer at an open house is different than an online lead. It's different when you meet them at a house before you've ever talked to them before. It's different than when you're playing golf and, hey, Peter, my buddy wants to buy a house. It's different. It's different. It's different. But you better have the exact process in every single scenario that you know is going to work, that you're confident in. These agents aren't confident, and how could they be? Because they haven't went through the process of developing all these systems. Same thing for a seller. Um, so that that was the answer to. That's kind of how I got going. And then I just knew I was like I was a good salesperson because I studied that, and I still do every day to this day. Like, but back to Sharon. When the reason I like begged Sharon to coach me was that. Like, ah, you know, post telus pre real is I heard his language patterns. And I said, man, this guy was converting like 98% of his listings from uh, luxury, California, real estate, $4 million and up. And he was, he dropped a couple nuggets on how he did it. And I said, no, I, I need to know that. So you always have to have your antenna up All right, for the, for the new stuff. And then I've, I, you know, and I've always been that way. When I hear something that I like, I said, how do I take that and put it into my world? And then, then you'll naturally attract people who want to know those same things. And the, the results just follow. They just, you know, they just follow. And I'm just, like, like I said, autodidact means you teach yourself. You have to be in this business as a 1099 independent contractor. You have to have the mindset that it's up to you. You can have the best coach, the best training program, access to the online courses, YouTube, everything. You have to do it. And people don't want to hear it they don't want to hear that. They want to say, no, just tell me what to say. Hey, I can tell you everything to say, but until you do it and fuck it up five times and know how it feels to fail and until you own it, where you can do it when you're unconsciously competent yep. until then, it's just not going to work for you.
1: Yeah. You, uh, I mean, geez, we could just wrap this up here because, uh, all right, guys, that's really good. good Cause I got to go. it's uh you know nobody wants to hear the truth because the truth is in order to lose weight what you got to do you got to go work out you got to change your diet you got to do it you got to suck you got to sweat you got to wake up early and it's the same thing in sales it's a process right and we were talking to steve olson the other day and uh you you probably know steve from sharon and -hmm. steve goes you know chick-fil-a has a process for making their fucking whatever sandwiches and if you decide that you're going to put your pickles on the bottom you're going to get fired because that's not their process even if it tastes better and it keeps the bun and the bread and everything crispy or whatever it is that's not the process of them selling. they do
0: put them on the bottom vic they do put them on the bottom
1: i've yeah. never had a chick-fil-a i probably never will but um now yeah. i feel enlightened right now like i feel like this day is even better now that i now know he's gonna they, go
0: get a chick-fil-a burger I for sure
1: probably won't but um no, but
0: i get the point though because they have the best process yeah keep going on the that. process yeah.
1: but the process though right like I was talking to a client um, who I told Cody, I'm like, I think I had to fire this guy. And he's like, why? I'm like, he just doesn't want to follow the process. And he brings the team, he brings all the other clients down because he asks the same questions. And so I have a question for you when you have a team <clears throat> of 27 agents, right? And you, you know, based off of your unit count, your number count, um, the math is pretty good. Your, your people are making money. Mm -hmm. right your culture just the demeanor you have the cadence of accountability that you have the fact that you track leading right and lagging indicators it it's probable that most of your people are doing better with you even with splits and they would be on their own by themselves in the wild wild west but when you get that person right because no matter how great your interview process is you still get a couple of you know people that shine on the interview but then they come in and they're turds how do you coach them out or how do you what do you do who who what's that process for people to you know and maybe how does an agent who's kind of a turd right now that doesn't want to follow a process decide to to shine
0: what's sharon Sharon say about process say it oh A uh, a good process process drives great results yeah A good process drives good results. So you do have to have a process for it. But, you know, people will fire themselves. Like you don't have to fire this guy, Vic. He fired himself. Now, maybe the expectation wasn't clear, but say this is the process. And, you know, oftentimes it's no problem for people to follow it because we're very clear on this is why this is the process. And this is why we expect you to do it that way. Good. We're good. Awesome. If you don't do the process, what do you think I should do? Like, like if you're agreeing to the process and I'm the leader and you're the agent, what if you were me, what would you do if you just didn't do the process? See, they'll fire themselves right there. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I would, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess I shouldn't work here. Right. What do you want to do? See, you never have to have these awkward conversations because you're not doing anything wrong. Right. And maybe they're not clear that you actually care that they're doing it mm-hmm. wrong. But on our team, it's so simple. Because when it comes into sales, especially in a 1099 world, now, I don't know the legal exact way to do this in a W-2 environment and HR and this and that, but in 1099 real estate brokerage world, we can make these rules. And this is the rule I have now. Hey, look, we're a top producing team. We have every, we have every piece of technology and every system and structure that I believe can take us to well over a thousand units a year. The proof's in the pudding. We've already been, been doing well for a long time. If you have an idea that you think will help us sell more houses, by all means, bring it to me. Because if there's something something I can buy, if there's something I can implement that we all believe will help us sell more homes, I'll buy it. Okay, so that's just don't even worry about that. That'll happen. But if you can't achieve a minimum level, which at our, we ought to do a deal a month. If you're not doing three deals by the end of a quarter, you just don't have to come back because we can't have it here because it's going to take away opportunities. We like to help the people that deserve it, not the people that need it. And that's just, and that's a culture thing. Is that right? I don't know. That's how we like to do it. It's not right or wrong, but that the winners want to be in that environment. They go right. yes, and losers don't want to be in that environment. And they'll find this is oh, it's because our leads aren't that good, or this, or that, or whatever we were talking about before the market. Yeah, you no, know, you have to have a process for these things. By the way, pro tip on the process: whenever someone's talking about price on a listing, these sellers want to talk about price. I would say this you know what, if you had a room full of realtors and you said, hey, was anyone surprised at how high a home sold recently in your market? Every hand goes up. Oh yeah, I can't believe that one. Because they don't know the price. Agents don't know the price. And I'm not going to gamble with your equity. Now, of course, we're going to have a strategic launching price and we're going to go over all that, of course. But I don't pick the price. And I don't even believe agents know the price. But we do know the freaking process to maximize your equity. See, that's how you... (laughs) It's a process. Everything's a process. Cause what does a good process do? Hashtag Sharon. Good process drives. Results. Good results.
2: Good results. Results. <laughs> it, and it's uh, you know, it's like when whenever we talk with like people that are in Sharon's world or Tom's world, like uh, you know, we always get, you know, you said it earlier so perfectly. It's, you know, it's it's not easy, but it's super simple. Like, you know, it's like following a process is super simple. It's just the vast majority of agents and teams don't want to do it. Can you speak to me? Cause it sounds like you, you have a lot of different lead generation pillars in your business. You Like you had mentioned, like, if I, if I believe it can work for us, I'm going to do it. I will, I will throw money at it. Um, not every team leader is like that. You know, they, they have their one way of actually driving income for their real estate business. But like, I have a fundamental belief that everything works. It just all takes time, skill, and volume. So I'm curious to know kind of like some of the pillars that you have in your business that are currently actively transacting deals for your teams and some things that you're seeing working in your market and some things that you, you haven't necessarily seen working.
0: Yeah, that's an ever-evolving um, scenario, of course, as the market changes and technology changes and the rules and how you can market on different platforms changes. But I'll tell you what we used to do in a lot of big teams, they spend a lot of money on leads and they'll spend an exorbitant amount of money on things like Zillow and Realtor.com. And we, we did that and we always had a good ROI. Now, I don't like to just go after units to win the stupid awards behind me, big awards guy, Um because that doesn't matter. What matters is net profit. I, instead, I, instead of seeing you on the stage, I'd rather see you at the bank, right? I, so you got to be careful of it. You can spend, I don't like the, like you said, throwing money at things. I don't, I don't throw money at anything. I want the ROI there. And as soon as you're confident and comfortable enough in your structure, then you can keep adding to it and growing. And a lot of people don't want to expand for good reason, because the number one reason businesses fail is sometimes they grow too fast. And then that, that can break down too. So it really is a little dance you're doing um, with the business on that front. Now, we completely cut out all the spend on Zillow and Realtor.com, which people are like, oh, you don't spend any money on that. No, because I thought I could get better ROI and better net profit numbers going in a different direction. So we do get a ton of leads and we do a ton of advertising. And it's I'm not going to monopolize the whole show with exactly how we operate on every platform. We have a strategy and a system for posting content um, and all of our stuff, Sure Group Real Estate, that's the, our, the name of our team. Sure, it's not the Andrew Undum team, it's Sure Group Real Estate, because everyone can be part of that. You know, everyone can take ownership in that. And that was Siketi Undum Real Estate um, back when we started it. And I'd since bought out my partner, who's still one of my best friends and an agent on the team. Awesome. But we, we generate roughly 1,200 leads a month wow. for a fraction of what we would pay on Zillow. And, like five hundred grand on Zillow. Yeah, and we're you know maybe we can we can pull that off for under eight grand a month. Now a lot of them are more nurture based. You get Facebook lead ads and this and there's all different types of categories. Sign calls every time we list a house, contract a house, sell a house, posts on purpose, targeted properly, um, with the right kind of modality. If we're doing it the Instagram way versus the Facebook way versus LinkedIn, etc., and then we drive all the traffic back. and We're on Boomtown. Shout out to Greer Allen of Boomtown, just got acquired by Inside Real Estate. So I'll be partying with them shortly. Um, We'll be in Charleston in April with them. And so you have to have it, everything has to come down to the same place. And we've done all the different ISA models. I've had internal ISAs that have external ISAs. shout out to Boomtown again. I used their um, success assurance concierge before, but here's what we're doing now. And I think this, if you can figure this out, I think it is the best true net to the, for the company, for the health of the company is if, because you have human resources, if you have agents and you're wasting, these agents aren't working 50 hours a week. They barely come <laughs> into the office they're barely dressing up as it is. So it's like these, some of these people are like falling asleep under an apple tree, waiting for an apple to fall in their mouth. Then maybe they're going to work and, and chew it up and go to the bank, but you got to beat that out of them. Not physically, not physically, but you got to beat that <laughs> behavior out of them So what we're doing now is we're going to say, listen, we're getting all these leads. It's like 30 to 40 a day. Sign calls, this, and we have a good brand, and there's all these other components that go into it. But we're a lot of leads coming in every day. Now, if you want to participate in this program, we're going to give you, Cody, we're going to give you every single lead that comes in today. It's It's like a glorified floor duty. Every lead, every sign call, every source, and it's going to be in Boomtown. Your responsibility is your speed to lead better be under two minutes. Because if it's not, you just can never do it again, right? We're going to look at that. You're not taking any appointments today. Your job is to connect, set appointments, convert, and follow up with those leads over a 10-day period. At the end of 10 days, you don't have to keep them. Only keep the ones you want. Anything junk, clear that out of your CRM. I don't want to clutter you up. I have a process for this. Take the ones you want. Don't even explain it to me why. And just send the other ones back. And then, so we have a lead day every day. So we have 27 agents, assuming they all participate. And then, you know, you get a every uh, one day a month. Can you just commit to work in 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. If we just try to stuff money in your pockets, would you at least meet me halfway here? And they love that. So we're giving them tap in putts of the 30 to 40 that come in. Three are hot. Just it's just numbers, right? We're going to get three hot opportunities, maybe five or six nurtures. And the rest of them you can send back. We'll retarget them and we'll come back up another time. And you can't wait for it to be perfect. Because a lot of these team leaders, they say, oh, but this, so Sally won't do it. And Joe did this and just let them go. It can be a little sloppy, just not a lot sloppy. As long as your speed to leads good, they're working on their leads. And the next day it happens again, the next day and the next day and the next day. Now I'm not paying any ISAs anymore. And I'm not doing all these things and it's better for everybody. So we're, we're embarking on that now and it's working um, and it holds people accountable. Mm-hmm. So if I say, Vic, um, we gave you all those leads on Thursday. What happened, right? Just always open-ended question. Let them bury themselves. You're handing them a shovel. Start digging, Vic. What happened? Because we know, just I want to hear you say, because people don't argue with their own data. If I start right. attacking, they get defensive. I don't attack. We don't attack. I'm your friend. I'm your partner. I really am. Like, what happened? Because maybe you have a good reason for it. I don't know. And this, but, you know, if you're, your speed to lead was so, say, hey, if you were me, would you let, would you, let you take another lead day? I must just be real. Yeah. And then, but then, then they'll also solve their own problems. See what people miss. People always, this is a key management mistake and like a deal. Anytime you get an objection for anything, the other person will always solve your problem. We don't, I don't have to solve your problems. I can't because it's you. Right. Right. Like I can't stop you from putting food in your mouth. Right. I can't solve your problem. They have to solve their own problem. You have to give people the room to do it. So the best question to ask. I this is how I handle any objection for it's not just team stuff deals stuff. How do you want to handle that? I hate this lot. This is way overpriced. How do you want to handle that? Well, I guess we'll keep looking. Cool. How do you want to handle it? And then so anyway, I don't even forget what the question was like lead pillars dealing with people but yeah, no, no but
2: you, you I, like <laughs> you you covered it so well and it's cool to see that like you had that Transformation, like where it's like, you know, you tried multiple things and now right. you found something that actually resonates with your team and like you're constantly evolving, like you had mentioned earlier. It's like we're constantly trying new things and yeah. like we're shifting. But uh, well, you know, it, I'm hearing a lot's coming down to data, which is like, you know, like which is it's like what's actually happening? What are the like what's actually happening in the team?
1: Well, it goes back to also what you were talking about, what a lot of our guests have talked about is you you have a foundation, you have the structure, you've built the right you you knew how to excavate you knew how to build the foundation you knew how to where the frame goes this goes that goes when you understand that like an entrepreneur a business which is what you're running right 150 million dollars 50 million dollars 10 million dollars when you're running a business it's a business even if you do five deals it's a business and when you start to look at the numbers the numbers just don't lie and you know the more transparency you have which is what's cool about using certain systems The more transparency you have with your ability to see what people are doing, the easier it is to just say, Hey, what happened here? Right. And the more automated it is right. Sharon, from loves automation, right? He loves, he, he loves his zap years. He's like, I got like 5,000 zaps. I want to get to 10,000 because I don't want anybody doing anything. Cause people just don't want to do that stuff. It's, it's hard. It's time consuming. And so your foundation is so strong that when you layer something on and try something new you know what your base was. You right? All right, we did this for this long it proved these results. Let's add this. All right, that worked better. Oh, that didn't work better. All right, let's go back to what we were doing. Let's get back to get back to baseline and then we'll try this out a little bit. Oh, no, that one worked. Oh, okay, cool. Let's implement this throughout the entire team. And the other thing that you do is yeah, you know, we we had an uh, I sold Cutco knives and we called it um we had these uh these, uh, weeks. It was like a two week period. I can't remember the name of it, but it was an all out, like just all day, every day you sold and push period, right. It's called a push period. And that's what you do with your agents once a month, because, you know, adults have a hard time, you know, pushing themselves, but you do, you do it with your agents once a month and you let them you, you, you let them do nothing else, but sit on the phone, which then after that, when you get on the phone for like an hour and a half or two a day, like, Oh, that's not that bad because you, you've expanded, you've stretched their, their mindset around what they can do. And they're like, Oh, I could do two hours a day. And then they forget they can do that. Right. Cause they talk to the other agents all over the place. Oh, we do 30 minutes. We do 15 minutes. Oh, we don't even prospect. That's crazy. So you got to push them again. So I, I, I just, you don't
0: even push them. That's a, this is an opportunity, not a requirement. Right. Is, but
1: you know, it's, it's, but you, you, you guys are, you know, you guys are in, yeah, you got to push them. Advising
0: them and you guys are
1: doing yeah. things. You probably have the office set up a certain way to bring the environment in. Right. You have a, you have a culture there because if people are going to be there for eight hours on the phone, like you got to do something for them. You know, you, you make them coffee. Like you guys, you guys, you guys actually get coffee today. You know,
0: <laughs> so people got to be pushing themselves every day. And it's really apparent when they're not, but it's not my job to be their daddy. It's not, who's your daddy? I'm not going to come in here and be like, no, I know. I can see what your behavior screams so loudly. I can hardly hear what you're saying. You know, I know, (laughs) I know. And that's okay. And like, we don't, you don't have to get frustrated with it. People are who they are. That's okay. And if they want to get on the bus and change, and a lot of people want to change. The key thing is what all our agents know is that their job is client acquisition. Your job is to acquire clients and then give them what they want. For someone in real estate here, guys, this is not rocket surgery, okay? You just give them what they want. And when you, when you get close to that red zone, bring in the cavalry. I'll help you convert every single one of these deals because I want you to win and we will help right. you win. But don't forget your job is client acquisition. It's not data science. It's not mastering your CRM. I'd rather you put shit data in the CRM and actually close something. I can work with that person. I'm in. You know what I mean. I, I love. Uh, oh. I absolutely love your approach. This has been a
2: a fun-filled fun, fun, podcast. Fun. Of just like anyone listening back to this podcast, uh, and anyone that's tuned in, I, I think is just going to get an immense amount of value around. Like, like I'm. I'm so glad we went so deep on sales because yeah. it's something that right now, like you had said to agents, like your agents, your only focus right now is client acquisition, acquire clients, and if that's more agents ever. St- Yeah, if if every agent out there just says, "Okay, I'm going to drop all this stupid other shit that I'm doing that, like, I think is filling my day, and just focus on client acquisition," everyone's business would grow because our focus, like, we we struggle as entrepreneurs, we struggle as real estate agents in order to, like, our minds go to shiny object syndrome consistently. So focus on client acquisition, Andrew. If somebody were to want to reach out to you, maybe it's maybe they it's an agent to agent referral and they need a top performing team that can help them, uh, you know, like that can really help them at a high level. Where can we send other agents who want to have a chat with you? Where's the best place that they can reach you?
0: Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on this. I've done a lot of podcasts and this vibe just works. I don't know what it is about. Like, I wish I was in the room. I feel like if we were in the room, we'd be having a good time. I, I, oh man. We, you know Jesus I mean? Christ. Yeah. be a like lot of land rubbing. Are, you guys are my people. Yeah, I mean, I might get a thigh touch. I don't know yet. So we just spent, but like, look, this has been really fun. I uh, So everything on our team is all sure group real estate. So we're on like every channel and that's how you can kind of see us operating on the team front. Recently, I've been barking on a bit of a personal branding play. I've been yeah. working with a lot of executives at Berkshire and all my stuff's at andrewundum.com. It's just my name, andrewundum.com. For example, I wrote this book with the CEO of ex-CEO of realtor.com. Alan Dahl, oh, cool. he's a senior VP at uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Now, this guy's one of the most brilliant people you've, you'll ever talk to. You should, I could, you should get him on the show. He'll blow your mind. I would Love it. Yeah, Handing I would love it. an
1: intro. What What's the name of your book, though? This well, you can.
0: Well, I can't really sell it. I got, I gave the Berkshire Hathaway owns all the rights to this book. I found okay. out some lessons in the process. That might be an off air. <laughs> topic. Everyone in the Berkshire Hathaway now, fifty five thousand agents got it for free, um, but it's all good. But um, I'm working on a lot of cool stuff. I've launched my own podcast. I got a co- cool studio and I'm doing fun things. So maybe we'll have to uh, you know, switch the roles here. But look, I'm always down to help anybody because every time yeah. I've ever asked anyone for help, whether it's Sharon, whether it's my friend Alan, whether it's anyone at, at Berkshire Hathaway, I'm, I'm meet with Gino next week. Like if you nice. ask someone for help, they'll help you. And I want to yeah. pay that same debt of gratitude for it. So if anyone's seeing this like, wow, could you, I'll get, look, you give it all away. Give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. So I'm eager to help anyone from the show and um, I'm just honored to be here and it's always fun to share with cool people who are doing fun stuff.